When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, crypto winter won't end in 2023, says Bitcoin advocate David Marcus. It'll be another tough year for crypto in the wake of the FTX scandal, suggests the former Meta executive turned Bitcoin lightning network advocate. And quoting Rich Dad, are you investing in Bitcoin? Yes, I am. I am very excited about Bitcoin. Why? Because Bitcoin is classified as a commodity, much like gold, silver, and oil. Most crypto tokens are classified as a security, and SEC regulations will crush most of them. I am buying more. BTC. And quoting Max Kaiser, my 2023 predictions on Bitcoin will reach $100,000 and two more countries will adopt it as legal tender. Also be sharing more of his predictions. Also in today's show, SBF to reportedly plead not guilty to criminal charges. That's right. Following the court hearing on December 22nd, SBF was released on a $250 million bail and is slated to appear on court January 3rd in three more days before the U.S. District Judge in Manhattan. Also in today's show, manager of $2 billion hedge fund says the crypto industry will take off after this happens. That's right. We're referring to Morgan Creek Digital saying it does not make sense for investors to speculate on crypto assets without insurance. Also in today's show, can the SEC declare Bitcoin a security and destroy the market? Well, lawyer Deaton says the SEC is too powerful. And here's Max's response. This attorney Deaton proves he knows nothing about Bitcoin and even less about security laws in one sentence. Also in today's show, these are the best and worst performing crypto sectors of 2022, according to Arcane Research. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, Bitcoin to bottom out after another massive drop predicts Coin Bureau and shares his timeline, quoting him here, the bottom will likely come sometime in the first quarter of next year, but the bottom for Bitcoin could be $10,000 or slightly lower, and that most altcoins could therefore fall by another 60 to 80%. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome and happy new year to everyone just tuning in to podcast episode number 1149. I'm your host, JV, and today is December 31st, 2022, as we put a nail in 20 this epically bearish winter year for crypto to say the least. I can't wait for 2022 to end personally. So let's dive right into today's crypto market watch. As you can see here, we finally got the market back in the green, but barely. Bitcoin up 0.3% for the day, trading above 16600 We have Ether just above $1,200, up 0.7% for the day. BNB up 8.85%, trading at $247. Solana, one of the big pumpers, trading back above $10. As just the other day, it was trading at around 
eight bucks. And as you can see, there's slight gains for all of the major cryptos. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap still under 800 billion with 24 billion in volume or 22 now in the last 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance at a strong 40% with the Ether dominance at 18.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, Trust Wallet Token leading the pack up 7%, trading at $1.43, followed by Algorand up 6.5%, trading at 17 17.4 cents, followed by Aptos up almost 6%, trading at $3.46. Below that, we got Solana and OKB. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, we got OKB leading the pack along with Bit, both up above 20%, followed by ICP up 9%. And then the majority of the alts, as you can see, are obviously bleeding and in the red for the week. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, shows we're currently rated a 25. We're back in extreme fear, fam. Yesterday was a 28 in fear. Last week, a 29 and last month a 27 in fear so there you have it do you feel bitcoin is going to likely break out before uh, i shouldn't say before the end of the year because today is the end of the year but heading into the first week which starts tomorrow for 2023 do you think the market is more likely to be bullish or bearish let me know in the comments right down below which leads us to our next story of the day let's break down some bitcoin technical analysis as well as discuss crypto winter heading into uh 2023 shall we here we go. Bitcoin and crypto will need until at least 2024 to recover from the abuse of unscrupulous players, says one of the industry's best-known names. In a new blog post released December 30th, David Marcus, the CEO and founder of Bitcoin firm LightSpark, disappointed bulls with his outlook for the coming years. Less than two months after the FTX meltdown, the repercussions continue to unsettle with sentiment and price performance alike. For Marcus, famous for his crypto role at Meta, and before that, PayPal, bad actors have a lot to answer for and their specter will remain with the crypto industry beyond 2023. While mentioning FTX only once, he referred to what he called unscrupulous players dragging out market underperformance even beyond next year. You can thank Scam Bankman Freed for that. Quoting him here, we won't exit this crypto winter in 2023 and probably not in 2024 either, he summarized. Quoting him here, it'll take a couple of years for the market to recover from the abuse of unscrupulous players and for reasonable regulation to come through. Consumer Consumer trust is also going to take a few years to rebuild, but ultimately, I believe this will prove to be a beneficial reset for legitimate industry players of the long run. Now, should hodlers need to wait for their silver linings, this can further disrupt the historical patterns Bitcoin in particular has stuck to throughout its existence, and specifically its four-year halving cycles, which tend to produce growth in specific years, may see a challenge. 2024 is the year of the next halving, which is increasingly tipped to be a period of bullish price action, with some predicting the uptrend starting a year earlier in quarter two of 2023. Now, even if the recovery takes longer than expected, however, Marcus believes that a new and stronger industry will be in place once this happens, as he shares here, in crypto, years of greed will make room for real-world applications. He continued, the years of creating a token out of thin air and making millions are over. The music has stopped. We are back to our regular programming of having to create real value and solving real-world problems. Facts. And he reserves special attention to the Bitcoin Lightning Network, which he said will start to show promise as the world's most effective, open, interoperable, cheap, real-time payments protocol. 
preach. And as reported, other big names have also come out to support of crypto's long-term prospects post-FTX. Among the most vocal has been investment giant ARK Invest, the CEO of which, Kathy Wood, did not mince her words reacting to the events of nearly two months ago. Quitting her here, the Bitcoin blockchain didn't skip a beat during the crisis caused by opaque centralized players. No wonder SBF didn't like Bitcoin. It is transparent and decentralized. He couldn't control it. A widely circulated tweet stated back in mid-December. So shout out to ARK Invest's Kathy Wood for calling it like it is. And in terms of the price action, meanwhile, opinions continue to diverge over how the first quarter of 2023 might play out. Some believe that the worst of Bitcoin's latest bear market is already over, while others continue to warn of a deeper Bitcoin price dive to 10 thousand dollars or lower bitcoin traded around sixteen thousand five hundred december 31st data from TradingView showed continuing to shun major volatility with hours to go until the 2022 yearly candle close so there you have it and i want to point out rich dad here because i love this tweet he has been very pro bitcoin for a very long time now he asked the question to himself are you invested in bitcoin and he gave himself an answer yes i am i am very excited about bitcoin why because bitcoin is classified as a commodity much like gold, silver, and oil. Most crypto tokens are classified as a security and the SEC regulations will crush most of them. I am buying more Bitcoin. And now for the predictions from Max Kaiser for 2023 on Bitcoin. Here we go. Bitcoin will reach $100,000. Two more countries will adopt it as legal tender. It will become a major electoral issue in U.S. elections this year. Bitcoin City will commence construction. Volcano bonds will be oversubscribed and a huge surprise at the Bitcoin conference. And he also points out that it was Najib Bukele who just a few months ago shared this prediction and he says he was off just a few months with his timing. Bitcoin's high priest knows all, quoting Najib Bukele, 2022 predictions of Bitcoin will reach 100,000. Two more countries will adopt it as a legal tender, will become a major electoral issue in the U.S. elections this year. So ultimately, Max was saying Najib was right all along. He was just off by a few months. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Max Kaiser. And with that being shared, again, I want to welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live show. Happy New Year's Eve, as I can't believe it is the final day of this crazy year of 2022. But now let's discuss another crazy story for the crazy year, which is SBF pleading not guilty to like eight charges and crimes that he is uh, actually was just arrested for more recently, but he is currently out on bail. Let's discuss this because in just three more days, he has to appear before the judge. Former FTX CEO SBF, currently free on a $250 million bail bond, reportedly will plead not guilty to the alleged FTX and Alameda-related financial frauds in court in three more days, January 3rd. SBF was arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. government under suspicion of defraud investors and misappropriation of funds held on the FTX crypto exchange. Following the court hearing on December 22nd, SBF was released on bail and is slated to appear in court January 3rd before U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan. Now, during the hearing, SBF is expected to enter the plea of not guilty to the criminal charges, according to a Reuters report. December 13th, the SEC charged the former FTX CEO with violating the anti-fraud provisions of the Securities Act of 1933 and the SEC Act of 19. 1934. Defendants have the right to plead not guilty during initial court hearings and are allowed to change their plea in due time. On December 28th, a movement of funds from Alameda wallets raised suspicions, which we covered in great detail here on the show, about SBF's involvement. However, the entrepreneur had quickly distanced himself from the alleged rumors as he responded here to the allegations. None of these are me. I am not and couldn't be moving any of those funds. I don't have access to them 
anymore. Let me know if you believe SBF or do you think he is full of ish? Let me know in the comments below. SBF's tweet was in response to a Cointelegraph report that a wallet address received over 600 Ether from wallets that belonged to Alameda. So there you have it. And do you think Bankman Freed will indeed plead not guilty? And if he does plead not guilty, how do you think that will leave Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang, who have already uh, admitted their guilt in commingling funds and doing all those illegal activities? Do you think they're likely to take the blame for SBF? Or do you think the finger will point back at SBF? And even though he pleads not guilty, that doesn't obviously guarantee his innocence. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But let me know how you feel it's going to play out likely over the next couple of years. With that being shared, now let's discuss our next story of the day uh, right here, which is manager of $2 billion hedge fund says the crypto industry will take off only after this happens. Managing partner of crypto hedge fund Morgan Creek Digital says it does not make sense for investors to speculate on crypto assets without insurance. In a new interview on the BlockWorks Macro podcast, Mark Yusko says crypto assets need to offer value to customers so that the centralized finance industry can take off. Quitting him here, there has to be money, either equity, debt, or claim on cash flow in order for there to be value. A token that simply exists so people can trade it back and forth is in value. Uniswap, it does all this volume, but if the token itself doesn't give me a share of the cash flow generated by these decks, then it doesn't really have the right function. He says that crypto should also have an insurance pool similar to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, better known as FDIC, which insures deposits in U.S. banks in case of failures in these financial institutions. However, I like to point out, if there was a bank run, I can give guarantee you your local bank does not have enough cash to give it back because banks operate on fractional reserves just like um, these crypto defunct exchanges, FTX, meaning if everyone goes to cash out at the same time, the money is not going to exist. So do keep that in mind. Quoting him here, the other piece that needs to happen, I believe, is that taking a portion of the transaction layer fees and friction and creating an insurance pool the same way the FDIC does for the banking system, there has to be some lender of last resort, safety of last resort, whatever it is. And the hedge fund veteran says that every industry in the world needs a viable and robust insurance market to flourish. And the crypto industry is no different. As he shares here, you would never get a home loan if you couldn't insure your house. You would never drive a car if you couldn't insure it. And yet we speculate on these assets with no promise of insurance. It just doesn't make any sense. And to watch this video, Mark Yusko did entitled Crypto in 2023 Predictions Episode and Crypto Thesis. Check the show notes below the video in the description, which leads us to our next uh, story of the day, which we shall uh, discuss here, which is going to be the SEC versus Bitcoin. This is actually very intriguing, uh, to say the least. Here we go. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is currently in court with Ripple Labs over the security status of XRP. As the case is edging closer to its final ruling, attorney John Deaton has labeled Bitcoin as security and warned that the SEC can soon turn on the digital asset. Evan Van Ness, an Ethereum maximalist, tweeted that Bitcoin production block is controlled by two entities. And in response, former SEC enforcement attorney John Reed Stark questioned why the asset is then not registered as a security that requires SEC registration. Stark has suggested that Bitcoin is an unregistered security due to its mining centralization. Now, Deaton also responded that the security status of Bitcoin has been a topic of discussion in the past with some SEC officials regarding it as an unregistered 
standard security, as uh, shared here. There are others at the SEC who believe the same thing. In 2015, some at the SEC argued Bitcoin was an unregistered security. This is why it is absurd for maxis like Saylor and Max Kaiser to encourage and celebrate the SEC's actions versus XRP and other tokens. SEC overreach is bad for the USA. Now, Deaton has passed warned that the SEC could turn Ethereum for switching to a proof of stake. His mention of Bitcoin maximalists and Ethereum proponents comes as a result of their lack of support in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. Michael Saylor and Max Kaiser have both shown support for the SEC, with Saylor claiming Ethereum and Ripple are committing security fraud. And according to him, Ether and XRP are unregistered securities and should be shut down. In the past, Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin also labeled XRP as centralized. Buterin's position is due to Ripple's comment in the court filing two years ago that Ethereum was China-controlled. In August, Buterin said XRP had lost its protection from the Ethereum community. And Deaton, however, believes that the support by the anti-Ripple community and the so-called Bitcoin maxis could come back to bite them, as he shares here. Perfect picture summarizes the danger of supporting government overreach. Just because the current overreach doesn't involve the asset of your choice. Now, Brad Garlinghouse, the Ripple Lab CEO, called the entire crypto community to support them as a victory for the SEC would affect the rest of digital assets. U.S. Congress candidate January Walker also made a similar claim. The world follows the actions of the USA and how the government handles one of us sets precedence for how they handle all of us. Instead of battling against each other and claiming that one group is better than another, we need to work together for the right legislation. Now, president of the Texas Blockchain Council, Lee Bratcher, however, thinks otherwise. According to him, the XRP model fits the Howey test and should be categorized under a security. And now here's Max Kaiser's response. This attorney, referring to John Deaton, proves he knows nothing about Bitcoin and even less about security laws. In one sentence, quoting them here, Deaton believes that the support by the anti-Ripple community and the so-called Bitcoin maxis could come back to bite them. But there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with John Deaton regarding this SEC case versus the um SEC versus Ripple Labs and XRP? And do you feel that just because an ex-CFTC or SEC commissioner, et cetera, is deeming Bitcoin a security, that it could potentially be deemed a security? Because obviously that would shake the entire crypto industry upside down, considering many in the SEC, including the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, has already referred to Bitcoin as having the green light and being a commodity. So it'll be interesting to see how this likely is to play out. With that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss Bitcoin quarter one predictions for 2023, shall we? Here we go. A popular crypto analyst says that the crypto market can see one more massive decline before bottoming out in early 2023. In a new YouTube strategy session, synonymous Coin Bureau host Guy tells his 2 million subscribers Bitcoin could decline by as much as 60% in the near term. Quoting him here, the bottom will likely come sometime in the first quarter of next year, but the bottom for Bitcoin could be 10,000 or slightly lower, and that most altcoins could therefore fall by another 60 to 80%. Guy says the crypto market is likely to bottom in the first quarter of next year if the Federal Reserve stops raising interest rates to draw down 
inflation, an aggressive series of rate hikes in 2022 caused markets to plummet, as he points out here. The main reason why the crypto bear market could bottom in the first quarter next year is because this is when the Fed is expected to stop raising interest rates. Now, it's important to note that stopping is not the same as lowering, but it will likely be enough to prevent crypto from crashing further. Guy says that one of the main reasons he predicts a drop in the Bitcoin price action is due to the performance of the stock market, which he says has yet to bottom. As he points out here, the main reason why the bottom for Bitcoin could be $10,000 or slightly lower is because the stock market has yet to find its bottom and the crypto market is highly correlated to the stock market. The stock market is expected to drop by another 20 to 30%, which would translate to a 40 to 60% drop into Bitcoin price. Now at this time, we got Bitcoin trading hands at around 16,500. So a 60% decline in its current price would bring the Bitcoin price to as low as $6,500, which is a 40% decline, which would put the Bitcoin value at about $10,000. Guy also warns that other events in the crypto industry can spark a crash in the Bitcoin price below $10,000, as he shares here. Now, it's important to stress that Bitcoin could flash crash lower than $10,000. I suspect this could be due to a crypto-specific factor, such as a Bitcoin mining ban due to energy shortages, Mt. Gox creditors selling the Bitcoin they'll start receiving in January, and of course, a deadly combination of liquidations and low liquidity. Guy advises crypto investors to protect their digital assets holdings during the volatile market conditions by keeping them in a hard wallet, if not actively trading them, to ensure they are not lost due to an unforeseen event like the FTX collapse. Sage advice, as he shares here. If recent events didn't make it clear enough, it is absolutely imperative that you keep any crypto you're not actively trading on your own personal crypto wallet as we approach the true bear market lows. I'm going to repeat this because it's sage advice. If recent events didn't make it clear enough, it is absolutely imperative that you keep any crypto you are not actively trading on your own personal crypto wallet as we approach the true bear market lows. And to watch this video by Coin Bureau entitled Coin Bureau Crypto Predictions 2023, my top 10 list, check the show notes below the video in the description. And there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree that the first quarter were likely to bottom out for the King Crypto crash into as low as $8,000. Where do you feel the bottom is likely to be? And by what month of next year? Let me know. And I'll be reading some of those answers out loud during the live Q&A. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.